Hey, I'm Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome back to the Facing the Gates podcast. This week on the podcast, we went to an Orthodox church. Russian Orthodox. A Russian Orthodox church. Rokor for the win. Anyway, that stands for the Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia. In case anybody cares, that's what kind of church we went to. Um, so, last week you heard our interview with Father Mark, which for us was yesterday, and still um, processing all of the all the knowledge he dropped. Lots of uh, solid spiritual wisdom on top of just philosophically sound and intellectually grounded stuff. So definitely one of my favorite interviews. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. Yeah, that, definitely one of my favorite interviews too. Seriously, go 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 check all the. Interviews and he also out. just has a really nice voice. Seriously, so, and just such a like talking to him he's just such a humble intelligent man and from his body language and mannerisms you can tell like he cares and he's not he it never felt like you were wasting his time you know it just felt like you know he was ready to answer your questions and wasn't in a rush or anything so and didn't mind elaborating because at first he didn't he was worried he might explain too, too long much, and then yeah. it's like no no please more yeah yeah so that that was good um so that's definitely going to be probably the the majority of what you're going to be able to get from orthodoxy at least from this podcast is largely from that interview because we went to the liturgy today and we are still processing it but it's uh, wanted to kind of talk about our thoughts at the very least. It's definitely a very different experience. <clears throat> and it's definitely, if you're someone trying to find your denomination or your religion, it's definitely something to go to and experience because it's unlike, especially if you live in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Something unlike any other church you can go to. Yeah. Like it's even more foreign than say the Catholic church. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll probably just go ahead and start with walking in the building kind of uh, architecture review. So Orthodox churches are typically they are built uh, in the more traditional style, like it's a cross building, but this is a little bit of a smaller church. Um, so it was kind of just an open room. They still had they still called the the sanctuary the nave and they still had um the altar and the the area that's kind of supposed to be symbolic of the holy of holies um on the outside of the building it's it's kind of a white walls with like a blue roof and it's got like a blue spire on top of it and when you walk in <clears throat> there's just the walls are laden with icons. Yeah. It's lots and lots of icons. And then like on the bottom of the walls, it's very intricate line work. Mm -hmm. And Father Mark mentioned that his wife did most of the icons. And uh, 
Yeah, so, I mean, when you walk into an Orthodox church, it's just, it's a very, you have to, t it's kind of like when we walked into the Catholic church, uh, the cathedral, where you kind of have to take a minute to absorb everything. Just because, I mean, the icons are all very beautiful. I mentioned yesterday to Father Mark, yeah, I was like, kind of feels like people are watching me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you have all those eyes even more icons. so than the Catholic Church. Yeah. Like it, it. And I guess the small quaintness of it really emphasizes that. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Catholic Church was very, very large and open. Yeah. Whereas this one really created a nice, intimate place of worship. Yeah. And it, it was definitely. Even just walking in there was a total different experience than any of the other churches we've been to. Mm -hmm. And. Very, very beautiful, very serene, but... Yeah, it, it's going to... We're going to have a hard time kind of describing how it looked. If you guys are interested, you should just um, either visit an Orthodox church, which is uh, what we would recommend, but also um, there's several uh, Orthodox church tours like on YouTube and stuff that you can look up if you want to know like what an Orthodox church looks like. Um, and then I think you can even look this one up and i want to say there is a live stream and it, yes uh they they have a live stream on their facebook page and then uh, i know looking online you can kind of see somewhat of the inside you you can see at least from google maps you can see like the outside it's i don't think there's any pictures of the inside i thought there was i could be wrong i didn't but, see any but anyway um also when you walk in on the left there's some candles um typically you can like buy candles to go light um at the towards the front end of the room there's candles that you can light um and I, i'm pretty certain that's supposed to be like symbolic of prayers for people um and it's also just a way to kind of give back to the church financially um and when you walked in at least when we walked in the room was fairly dimly lit. There was candles, um, some chanting going on in English. It was kind of like a monotone chant. And um, I don't have a bulletin, so I'm not going to be able to go through point by point and tell you exactly what happened. But it was about a two hour long service, roughly. Roughly. Depend, yeah, I guess technically depending on when you when you start it because the it, yeah, at and, the beginning and depending on like confession and all right. of that stuff would probably change exactly when it starts it's a very fluid thing yeah I noticed so one thing that was different about this church um, compared to other services that we've been to was this is the first and only church that we've been to where you stand the entire time yeah so pew review. There, there yeah, are none. No pew review because there was no pews. There yeah. are a few like benches, I guess you could say. Yeah, they they have kind of wooden benches uh, around the room, like towards the back and on the side, um, mainly for elderly people. But also, um, during the sermon, you're allowed to sit, but you're you're supposed to stand during uh, the majority of the service, basically. Yeah, there are a few times where like. We were signaled to sit, and yeah. I, I didn't know why, but the lady next to you was explaining, and I was sitting there like, okay. And it's like, 
Yeah, so that was um, one other thing is we definitely stood out like sore thumbs. So there was a couple ladies that were kind of instructing me a little bit, which I mean, I didn't translate it to you guys because it was it was pretty I think it was pretty much self-explanatory. But yeah, and I was close enough to listen. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Father Mark was very explanatory in the interview so that really helped yeah um when the service started they were uh the, when when it formally started i should say they had the brought the incense and brought it around the room and everyone kind of got to the center of the room and faced the person with the incense that probably means something symbolic that i'm just ignorant on i don't know it seems like a blessing or cleansing type of thing. I yeah. could be wrong with that, but from an outsider's point of view, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Because even <clears throat> there were certain times where the incense would be brought out mm -hmm. or like waved in front of like the uh, altar and similar to in the Catholic church mm -hmm. during the Eucharist, they would wave the incense. I think that ties somewhere in there. I'll have to do a little research and get back to you guys on that. Yeah. And they also had a choir, ch chanting choir, which was very good. Seriously. There was probably like five people, five or six people up there chanting, singing. Yeah, you had a baritone, a good tenor, some good altos. I want to say there was at least one soprano, and they were very poignant and on point. Yeah, and the basically the entire service is either sung or chanted. So they're doing the the you got the choir doing songs, and there's certain parts that are kind of call and response where um, the rest of the congregation comes in, or just the like Father Mark would say something or. The chanting in Russian would happen, and then something in English. Yeah, and it would be very much back and forth. But there was like no dead zone. Yeah, there was no dead space, wasted time. It was all. It did flow very well. I looked at my watch at one time, and I didn't realize like an hour had passed already. That's one of the things about liturgical services is <clears throat> the passage of time kind of just dissolves yeah like you don't know time is passing like i was standing there even near the end before before the communion and i was just like i have no idea if i've been in here for 30 minutes an hour three hours six hours <laughs> time does not exist yeah yeah um so yeah our, our i'm gonna have to apologize because our summary of the service isn't going to be 100 percent cogent because you know we don't have a bulletin to go by and say this is what happened this would happen this would happen uh and we're also still kind of parsing everything together and yeah it's 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 a an experience yeah like even if you are firm in your beliefs like let's say you're a firm methodist or you're firm baptist or firm atheist i i would say go and at least experience because it really will give you an appreciation mm -hmm. for orthodoxy, just like I'd say go experience a Catholic service, because yeah. you will really appreciate the 
history and the traditions that are carried through because yeah. it's something that is totally foreign to a lot of people in America. Yeah, it it was I mean it was foreign to us because I mean even having gone to a Catholic service this one was quite Very different, different compared yeah. to that. But I I think I think I'll definitely look back at at this experience in general of going to all these different churches and like it will be a very mem- memorable time in my life where it's like okay I went to all these different types of churches so that I and and interviewed their pastors and all and like now I know more than I did going in yeah and plus we could always look back and listen to the interviews and listen to our experience and even if we stay where we're at it's something to look back at and appreciate because First, being welcomed with such warm, open arms is a beautiful thing. And then going out of our way to ex- have these experiences, <clears throat> which I think is something we as a country need to do more. And us as a whole nation need to do more. Yeah. Also, the incense were different than the Catholic ones? Yes, they did. Uh, I don't know exactly what all they had in it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... Go ahead and just say I like the Orthodox incense a little bit better, just because it, it smells better. It's it, light, floral, and sweet at the same time. It, no, it had, every so often you would smell like one of the tiny little candles kind of mm-hmm. go out and you get that kind of burnt smell. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, something else. Okay, a candle one. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a very clean smell too. Like yeah. even though it was incense, it had a very clean smell. I'm not going to say the Catholic or Orthodox one was better than the other, but I, I, you know, I love incense. So I love them both. They're both good, but I still, I I prefer the, like you said, it's kind of clean. I like that kind of fragrance. And also another thing, the chanting and singing in Russian is very beautiful, which a lot of people would think is absolutely crazy, but just the, way it's brought forth and the you can tell they care and they actively practice orthodoxy and they care about what they're putting forth yeah homeboy and, homeboy can sing oh they yeah have, they have one uh particular guy that was doing all the russian and he's just he's got a he's got a got a he's got a big voice. boy russian voice on him yes but then he would Swap over. I want to say he was a tenor, and he had a beautiful voice, too. Yeah. yeah. Very jealous of that. <laughs> there was one part. Um, he had his, uh, like, two-year-old kid up there with him, and there was one part where um, his two-year-old son wanted to sing along. And Hallelujah. Was, yeah. It was funny, because at first he was like, stop, and then he he didn't stop, so he just let him sing. It was, mm-hmm. it was funny. Yeah, there but. were a lot of kids there. Yeah. A lot of little kids. Mm-hmm. Knocking stuff over and making racket. But nobody, n- none of the, the show? singers, the choir, the father, it didn't move him one bit. He, they were still very poignant in the liturgy. And that, to me, is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to get distracted <clears throat> by those things because... Uh, one kid knocked over a table that was folded up in the back. 
another was playing with like a purse or something. Yeah. And they were still hitting the mark. Yeah. They um, also, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, when the service started, they would go up and venerate the icons. Uh, so they had three different tables with different icons on them. Uh, uh, well, stands. Um, kind of like a podium type thing with icons on them. And people would make the sign of the cross and then kiss the icon. And one of the people there was kind of explaining to us that that is the process of veneration, which is not the same as worship. It's not that they are worshiping the wood on paint. It's that they're kind of paying their respect to those yeah, people. I want to say, was the it Saints. Uh, Raphael? Is that the name? I can't remember the name because I want to say thank you for coming up and greeting there was us. A, there was a few of yeah. them. Um, but I'm terrible with names, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Uh, was it uh, Frank? Bill? Yeah, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say I appreciate everyone who helped us and and talked to us because I don't remember most of their names. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm terrible. I have to I have to get people's names. Like either I have to write it down or I have to. It takes me like several days to get somebody's name down. Yeah, but it, it was a very quaint humble experience all yeah. in all so most of the service was um people going around venerating icons um the choir singing chanting and kind of a, a back and forth thing and then um I, I imagine they would be deacons coming around with the incense <clears throat> and that was a majority of the service and it flowed really well and then towards the end was when, um, actually the the Russian baritone guy whose name I don't know, but we're just gonna call him the Russian baritone guy, and hopefully he doesn't get offended if he hears this. Uh, he came up. I think he gave a sermon in Russian, mm -hmm. which was interesting because I don't know Russian, but it was still interesting. And um, after. They gave the Eucharist, um, you know, that was Orthodox Christians only would go and get in line. They had a, a chalice that they would, you know, scoop the juice out, the grape, the, the grape juice, the wine, the wine. That's what it's going to be. It's, it's grape juice, stronger grape juice. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I'm not being formal enough. I I forget. I forget. <laughs> I hope they're not going to be mad because I uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, they would give they would serve the blood from the chalice and then they would have you walk around and receive the body, which is the bread on the on the side. And then they also had um, some extra wine to kind of wash it down. And then. Uh, there was a couple other things that happened. Everything kind of bleeds together, so I don't remember all the details. Yeah, and then uh, at the end, Father Mark gave a sermon. Yeah, and also uh, walking up, kissing the uh, cross, and then receiving more bread, which we had two different ladies come up and bring us some because we were like, we'll just stand back and observe. Yeah. We want to be respectful. Yeah, basically that was, I think if I understand correctly, that is the, it's still blessed, but it's it's not 
you know it's the, not the eucharist yeah it's not the eucharist so yeah. and also, uh, also the blessings for birthdays for uh travel anniversaries I and think. for the travel they would dip the uh brush which i want to say was made out of palm or something like that into the water and then make the cross over their face either that or he would use his hand and sprinkle a little yeah. bit yeah yeah there's a whole bunch of nuggets to break down in it and so much symbolism and tradition it's something again you need to just go and experience it there's yeah. only so so much we can put in the words yeah um and we we are doing our best to do it justice but it's definitely one of those things you have to experience to really do it justice yeah so we're just gonna be like uh yeah this happened and then uh it was weird and it was cool but uh you should go you should just go because we're not yeah. gonna be able to Sorry, my phone keeps exploding. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's not like going to a Baptist church. It's not like going to any Protestant church where we can kind of break down everything bit by bit. It's very much very traditional. Well, very Well, the thing is, I've noticed with uh, like the more liturgical churches that we've gone to, like the Anglican and the Catholic, um, it's taken a minute for us to kind of process it and break yeah. it down. So when we come and talk about it, uh, we haven't really, we don't have our it's not thoughts fully and words digested. together. Yeah, it's not fully digested. Yeah, we, we yeah. haven't. Whereas this one, we've sat in traffic for several hours. Yeah, we, on the way back, um, got stuck in traffic for like an hour before we decided to turn around and go like two hours in the other direction before we finally got home because somebody got in a wreck on the interstate and... And we st- Still have we not been able to sang ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall and, and didn't even move. And I had a phone call in the middle of it. And and he had a phone call. And we messed up several times. And we got very Yeah, we we today's been a long day. We'll say that much. And we still haven't been able to properly digest this experience. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah. And afterwards we they, So well before before we talk about the after the service, mm-hmm. what did you think of it being the filthy atheist? It it's an experience. Uh, Simply Michael, well, as Michael has said, as with y'all, it's suit probably the most foreign service we've been to. Yeah, and you you weren't even there for the Catholics, so this has to be like from zero to one hundred for you. Yeah, yeah, but also everything kind of since everything had their its place, it you could still follow along bit by bit. Yeah. And no, kind of as he said yesterday, it takes one year to get the routine, 10 years to understand, and a lifetime to fully understand. Yeah. If I'm quoting him correctly, hopefully I am. But because there's a lot of symbolism and meaning into the methods. Yeah, the idea, because uh, I, I asked him, I, I, he might have answered this at at the very end of the podcast but the idea was um how long does it take to become orthodox and he said roughly a year but it takes a lifetime to fully understand everything because there's just so much stuff and he he's even he's mentioned that he's learning stuff 
and he's been Orthodox for like 30 years or something. Yeah. And there's so much history there too to understand and appreciate. And I think that's a key thing because with a lot of denominations, there's not that much history to get. Yeah. Where this has gone on for centuries. Yeah, there's a lot of depth and everything. So without going on and on and on forever, um, think we should just say you should go at least once just yeah. go to see what it's like e- even if christianity's not your cup of tea yeah i would recommend going just to understand it's hey. better it's better for you because i i would just verbally explain like what happened and all but like that's not going to do it justice you just need to go yeah because there's just we could go a hundred times and there still be new things to us yeah so after the service, they had a meal um, at the building next door. And so we were getting to meet a couple of the people that go there. And we met a fellow traveler. Mm-hmm. I had some interesting conversations with him and then uh, also name, name, name. Uh, my professor? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just call her my professor. Yeah. And her husband. Who shall go unnamed? We'll just unname both of them because yeah. I don't know if they want to be named. We'll just say Professor and Professor's husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll that go with your that. name. <laughs> um had some very interesting conversations and Yeah, they kinda her husband talked about like his, his walk, uh, because he grew up well, he was Lutheran. I don't know if he grew up Lutheran, but he kinda talked about his journey from being Lutheran to eventually becoming Orthodox. And our professor had a, my professor had a good talk and interrogated David on being an atheist. So that was was pretty neat. Um, And then explained. And also talked about kind of one thing um, that she talked about and pastor talked about was the kind of mystic cool kind of side and Mm -hmm. the supernatural side. Yeah. Yeah, because in Ingo itself, the religion is supernatural to something outside of our grasp. Yeah. You can't just reach out and grab God. Yeah. And I had very, very good conversations, kind of recommended book to look into. Yep. And then talked to Father Mark a little more mm-hmm. and ate some good food. Yeah. Before we got on the road. And got and stuck. And got got a little upset. Yeah, it was a little uh, a little maddening because we literally stood still in traffic for an hour before I just decided to take a detour off the interstate and had no. I mean, idea. We, we didn't even get onto the interstate. We were stuck on the exit. Yeah, and I looked at Google Maps and it's like backed up for like three exits and i was like you know what i'm just gonna leave but i'm just gonna go the other way it was still saying yeah, people were one st- hour till your arrival yeah, yeah people, whatever people are stopping as we were going we're like what's going on yeah we we lost our minds in traffic so yeah. but all in all a very positive experience yeah like i as much as i'd hate to say it i'd, I'd go through the traffic jam to have to redo this experience nice and i hate traffic jams <laughs> and i hate yeah. riding in the back seat yeah 
Well, um, I don't know if there's much else to talk about. Really. I don't know either. I feel I feel bad because like the most there there's a lot to say, but at the same time, we don't have words to say it. So I'm sorry if this is disappointing for anyone. Yeah. We're just going to defer you to the interview. It was a nice two hour long interview for you. Go check that out. Um, also, in a, a couple episodes from now, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to kind of look back at all of the um, interviews and services we've been through and kind of talk about it all as a whole. And at the end of that, I'm going to leave a resource if anybody is interested to uh, a couple of channels that do church tours and interviews if you want to have more of this, but basically better. Because, uh, you know, we yeah. we do what we can. But yeah, we're, we're just three guys trying to find a way here. Yeah, so... Um, uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, I don't know if there's anything else, much else to talk about with this one. We're just going to defer you to the interview and say you should go. Yeah. Even if it's like an hour or two away, just just go one time at, I mean, at the very least just to go see what it's like. Yeah, we, we drove an hour and some change away to go to this church. We drove two and a half hours away to go to the Catholic church. We drove probably close to an, an hour a little less than an hour to go to the Anglican. Yeah. You should broaden your horizons and experience these things. Yeah. Get out your little bubble. Yeah, kids, get out of your bubble. Even if you're an atheist, even if you're Baptist, whatever denomination or tradition you follow, whatever religion, experience these other things because they hold meaning and hold history too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just experience and create these discussions and this dialogue so we can understand where each other's coming from better and why we believe the way we believe. Right. That's kind of, that's, you know, that's yeah, the whole point in, of this podcast. The crux of the whole podcast is to, to get to the, the root of what you believe and why and, and be able to understand it. What do you think, David? I know you, David's been quiet this whole time, but what did you, what, what are your final thoughts on the, I, as usual, Michael kind of, touched on it it, it was said. worth the traffic and the travel to go experience it and recommend that as he said go experience it get out your bubble don't be scared it's a little scary it's a little scary you don't have to create a podcast yeah to get off your butt and do this yeah okay. yeah and, if and you, odds if, are there's gonna be some nice person that will walk you through the service and be like, yes, I know this is weird. I know it's a lot to take in your first time. Uh, hang out. One of, one of the ladies that was kind of talking to me, she was like, come to the meal after and ask any questions you have. Yeah, and or during the service, if you have any questions, yeah, let me know. And also, I mean, if you worry about going and don't want to stick out like a sore thumb, just email Reach out. Yeah. Because... Or it, it also makes it a little easier when you're going with other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make it If a I were thing. to go by myself, I'd be very anxious. Yeah. But it was good being able to go with a group of people. Because a lot of... We're going the, through this together. A lot of the pastors and fathers we've talked to seem very welcoming and just happy to see some new faces and to have other people experience their beliefs and their practice and we're excited about it yeah there it's not a scary thing 
everyone starts somewhere. But it's that starting that creates what would make this world a better place. Yeah. All right. Well. And we're we're in the south, so and don't be scared of Orthodox or Catholicism or anything besides Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't. You're not a heretic for for learning about these other denominations either. Okay. You can disagree with something and still understand it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a that's been pretty this, much it yeah. for this one. Um next week we'll be attending the final church that we'll be visiting. I know this is this has been this series has been going on for eons now. So hopefully you've been enjoying it. We're actually attending Michael and David's home church. Dun dun dun. So yeah, look out for that one. Um We'll be interviewing their pastor next week and then going to the service. You'll hear that our thoughts two weeks from now. And then we're going to be talking about all of them and kind of compressing how, our thoughts. Yeah, how we feel. Ranking them best elite. No, we probably probably won't do that. But My we've done that off the mic. We're not going to put um, people on blast on mic. We're going to not do that. Unless we want to make some people mad. Yeah. Mad. But uh, yeah, it's been good. I would say uh, I would say that it's been real. I'd say it's been fun. I'd, I'd say, say it's, it's been, been real, real fun. fun. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. You thank guys. you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.